Welcome to the Manager Tools Podcast for Monday, June 26, 2006. Hi, this is Michael Ozan. On behalf of Mark Horseman and myself, welcome to Manager Tools. Today, Mark and I finish up our series on the basics of mentoring. A relationship with a mentor can be one of the most rewarding and powerful of your business relationships, and hopefully you'll find this podcast helpful in establishing the relationship just a bit easier. Also, today marks the one-year anniversary of Manager Tools. Mark and I rolled out our first podcast exactly one year ago today, June 26, 2005. It's been an incredibly rewarding experience for us, and so please accept a heartfelt thanks from both Mark and I for joining us on this journey. We've had a great, great ride and we hope to do this uh, many years into the future. We had promised earlier that we would add a second part to today's podcast. We intended to share with you our thoughts about the last year of Manager Tools, as well as share our aspirations for the upcoming year. Well, we did in fact record that conversation, and we definitely got into it. We went for over an hour. So rather than create one large and possibly unbearable download, we decided that it would be best to release it as a separate podcast. So we're going to release that next day or so, So look for it in your podcast player of choice shortly. Please note, though, our future cast will be a bit different. Not our usual actionable managed behaviors, just two friends talking about where they've been and where they'd like to be a year from now. Now, we know that some of you absolutely don't come to Manager Tools for chit-chat. Some of you decidedly don't like it at all. And frankly, we both understand because we're pretty much like that ourselves. However, some of you have expressed interest in our plans, so we went ahead with the cast. If you're in the former camp who don't like those type of shows, you can safely skip the next one. I can safely say, and I'll only be able to say this about once a year, we don't have any actionable managed material in the next show. However, if you're in the second group, please do go ahead and join us. So with that glimpse into tomorrow's podcast, let's uh, finish up Mark's and my conversation on mentoring. Okay, so you've you've made the ask, you've, you've formally asked, and we've recommended you do that. Um, you, you schedule a meeting to ask, et cetera. So, but now you got to sit down with the, the person and explain to them or her, you know, how's it, how's it going to work? So, so how does it work? How does right. mentoring work? Yeah, and this is important. You would tell them this in the meeting, and then, of course, you would live this uh, in the relationship. A mentoring relationship, Mike, usually means periodic phone and email conversations. Some structure, some structured, some scheduled, some not, because you may come up on a problem and say, I need to ask my mentor. And it's about your development and professional growth and career punctuated by regularly scheduled face-to-face meetings. I have found over and over again that the mentoring relationships that work well, unless there's something very unusual about it, quarterly meetings are about the sweet spot. If you go every six months, the relationship never seems to tighten up and gel. If you try to do it more often than that, it just becomes a scheduling hassle. Um, So again, periodic phone and email conversations, some scheduled, some not. Some are are, uh, on the spur of the moment, so to speak, based on a problem or an opportunity you're you're facing. Um, It's about your professional development and professional growth and career, and you have regularly scheduled face-to-face meetings. And, And we recommend a quarterly period periodic meeting could you do every four months rather than every three yes you could if you go much more than that though you start denuding your ability to create a bond with the person that will allow them to get insight into you to help them give you good advice you know while we're talking about how does it work are there are there any like 
other things that are off topic. I, I can't imagine having a mentoring relationship and, you know, somebody, uh, uh, I don't know, question being, uh, you know, help me with this specific PowerPoint or, um, you know, show me how to add five numbers together and come up with a, a budget. I, are there are there topics that would subject to be off topic for a mentoring relationship? I mean, there to me, there's kind of the strategic versus the tactical, and what's the balance? Yes. There? I, you know, I can't imagine an effective mentoring relationship where you're calling the person up, you know, every three days to ask about a particular <laughs> tactical topic. Right. I have I have two answers to that. One is yes, and one is no. The no is. If you really develop a good trusting relationship and you do have to trust the mentor, you're going to ask them to give you feedback and, and uh, you've got to be open to hearing that and you've got to share with them what you want and, and how things are going. And, and, you know, if you're struggling at home, um, you need to let them know that so they can share with you their experience. Um, I'll um, never forget um, sharing a, a situation where I was traveling at a time when my daughter was going through chemotherapy and um I shared that with a person next to me. She said she's having a rough day. I said, yeah, I know. And I, I, I just kind of, I really probably shouldn't have said anything. And I said it. And boy, the floodgates opened. And she was going through breast cancer. And and, uh, and, and we're still friends. And we met on an airplane. And, and I think that you have to be willing to be open about some of those kind of things. I'm not talking about deeply personal things, but family things. Because family impinges upon work and vice versa. Um, I, I think you have to be open and be willing to accept more openness in this professional relationship than you would with your boss or with another peer that's not a close friend. That said, you're absolutely right to make a distinction between strategic and tactical. Absolutely right. Um, not just every three days, but but if you say to a mentor, look, I have a big presentation coming up. I'd like you to look at the slides and you just send the slides along. I think that's an absolutely reasonable thing to ask. But if you just say, I'd like you to look at the slides, the mentor is going to say, well, what do you want me to do? And and if you say, well, I just like you to you know tell me tell me what you think and and, um, and you know if you see any errors, let me know. If I were a mentor, I'd be like, you know, you, you can get five people to do this for you. I, I'm not a proofreader. Um, I I think if you can't get it to be strategic, for instance, I'm presenting on a budget in my department. I'd like some sense of how you feel this compares to where the company is assuming this person's in the company and whether or not in your experience this kind of budget presentation is successful in the company based on the culture that you know of the the financial organization that you used to run or that you used to work in or that you have friends that are in now that's a great strategic question that can help you on a specific tactical problem a specific tactical problem um, but asking look if you could just run through this and take a look that'd be great because you diminish a mentor when you say hey just take a minute and look at it because then that implies by definition the, the guidance would be tactical rather than strategic and this also goes to the issue of just being protective of the mentor you should ask specific questions that allow them to give you specific feedback rather than just constantly having them being somebody whose door is open you can just go talk to them anytime you want about anything you want i think you can go talk to them i think you just have to be protective and respectful of their time did that, did that answer your question yeah it did i think the strategic versus tactical works for me but i, I am uh, i'm a little worried that there's some nuances here around the the time commitments that the your mentor is going to put out for you and i i just i I just worry about. I, I worry a little bit about um, um, folks perhaps take uh, not being respectful of their mentor's time because it's it's a 
you know, those who are good mentors um, take it pretty seriously. Uh, it takes a lot of time and a lot of thought, um, and if abused, can really uh, affect the relationship quite severely. I, I've seen it happen, and and so I'm I'm a little cautious about that. So. Yeah, I, I would agree. In fact, I would argue that um, um, there are there are sort of two ends of the spectrum. Some young people that are being mentored by somebody more senior will be very deferential to the point of not asking, um, and there'll be other people who are in the middle of a mansion. So, well, I just get you know come in and start asking away. Um, that's been my experience anyway. Um, and I think if you keep in mind strategic. Um, uh, then that's a great thing. So, uh, that's a great way to look at it. To th- is a filter, if you will. I-, I mentioned something else too. A lot of people tend to think of mentoring as as, as something that you ask for guidance before. Hey, somebody who can help me before a big presentation, or before I go in for an interview, or before I go talk to somebody in another part of the company, or navigating some some shoaly waters in terms of politics. I think they miss an opportunity to think about how the the mentor can be valuable after the fact. I made a presentation, here's what happened, what do I do now, or how should I be reading that feedback, or how should I be reading the tea leaves? I think so often mentors begin to feel like they're just a a, a piece of a puzzle, and you talk to three other people, and you talk to your mentor, and you go do what you need to do. If you talk to a mentor about a presentation you're going to make, you darn well better tell the, the mentor how it went after the fact, give them some feedback about what you heard, talk about whether or not you were successful and what the next steps are, so they can guide you on that. But even if you didn't ask them on the front end, you should keep them posted about what's happening so that they can give you guidance, and, and sometimes you may, in fact, have a question. But all too often, the questions tend to be somewhat narrow about something that's coming up and help me prepare rather than help me learn from what's happened and helping me learn from what's happened is a is a powerful mentor piece that doesn't often get asked yeah i think that's a a great a a great point one is in terms of the amount of value that can come out of that and and secondly as a question to ask if you're going to ask your mentor to help you with something then you better darn well be willing to share with your mentor afterwards is how did it work and what were the results yeah if, if you're unwilling to do so you think that's not worth the time then maybe you shouldn't be asking the question in the first place exactly so i'll give you a great analogy it's it's a it's a real story but it's an analogy it's it's an, a way to think of the mentoring relationship if you're getting ready for your annual review with your boss absolutely reasonable to talk to your mentor however you would not talk to your mentor about if it's a negotiation, what percentage raise you think you deserve or a bonus. Rather, you should be talking, what do you think I should be talking to my boss about my goals for next year based on my performance this year? That's a great mentor question. Right. Salary is not. Yeah. Good. Well, thanks. I, I'm not sure I was very articulate in what I was saying, but um, I, think we, I think somewhere in there, there's, <laughs> there's some nuggets. Yeah, and and you know what? If we could if, if we could truly distill all mentoring knowledge down to a thirty minute cast, Mike, we would. Right. <laughs> but everybody's got a plan until you got hit. Until you get hit in a boxing match or in, in a shooting war, everybody's got a plan until they get shot at. Um, so your mentoring relationship is going to take a different path in every single situation, um, and you have to adjust based on your knowledge, your intelligence, your wisdom, their wisdom, and so on. Right. Okay, as part as part of now we separate this out, but as you know, kind of how does it work? You know, one of them is one of the kind of core principles is you run it, right? Yep. Yeah. 
Just because your mentor outranks you doesn't mean they or their assistant will run it for you. You're totally responsible for the operational effectiveness and outcome of your mentoring relationship. Not the mentor. You, you, you. You schedule meetings. You reschedule when necessary. You keep track of issues and commitments. You go to them. You follow up. Mentoring ought not to be a burden. It ought to be burdenless on the mentor. It's not that they won't think about it. It's not that they won't provide great value, but they ought not to be carrying around in their head that they owe you something. We all know how that feels, and that's not a way to keep a great relationship with a mentor. Yeah. Now, now look, um, you know, you schedule meetings and so on. Certainly, you can have meetings over meals, and you can break bread together and relax and so on. I'm not suggesting it be a, you know, a forced march, um, but there may be documents that need to be shared, and so you bring them. And uh, you know, if, if there's a document you want somebody to look at, send it to them in advance so they can look at it in advance, so they don't have to s- stare at it in front of you. But but basically, you can't assume that this is a partnership. It's not. You are responsible for operational efficiency and effectiveness of your mentoring relationship. Don't ever ask the mentor to do that. And, and if they say, I'm sorry, I need to reschedule, you absolutely, you, you don't say, gosh, again, this is getting tough. You simply say, well, of course, I know you're busy. And if you're not willing to do that, I go back to your earlier, my earlier point about admire. That's why I use that phrase admire. It's taken me, it took me 10 years to figure out that that was the criteria, the criterion that I wanted to suggest. Um, because if you don't admire them, there'll be times when that admiration, you know, that, that your relationship will be stretched. And without admiration to stretch it, to cause it to snap back, you probably won't last three years. Now, the first, once you set this all up, I mean, the first meeting is incredibly important, right? Critical. Yeah. And after the after the formal ask, yeah, the first official meeting of you and your mentor, even if there's been, you know, a couple of emails exchanged, and of course there will be in terms of logistics and so on. Um, but yes, in fact, I would argue that you script it. Uh, there's nothing wrong with saying I'd like a two-hour lunch or I'd like an hour-long um, meeting at first, where we talk about logistics and so on from 11 to noon, and then from noon to one, we'll go to lunch. I've already made lunch reservations. We'll meet in your office from 11 to noon, and then we'll walk over and have lunch from 12 to one. In fact, I did that for about two years, and I found that to be very, very helpful um, with a couple of mentors where we would do an update on things, and then we would go to lunch. And, and in the update, we would talk operational, strategic, tactical, and so on. And in the lunch, we would talk about personal and work family balance and those kinds of things. Um, so there are two criteria in terms of the first meeting, in terms of details around the agenda. And those are the two that I alluded to, which is personal background. You've got to get them up to speed about who you are, unless they're a family friend, obviously, or somebody you've known intimately for quite a while. And the secondly, secondly is an operational discussion. So personal background, you've got to bring your resume. You've, you've got to have a, a short bio. And this is really just a packet of information that they can keep and take with them. Uh, unless again, they know you exceptionally well so that they can refer to it and, and learn more about your background, not just when they're talking to you, but in between those times and they can get ready for a meeting with you by referring to your, your, uh, your background. I, I would argue that if I were at a large corporation, I would show them all of my evaluations. I would show them significant projects I worked on and so on. I, you know, I don't want an inch thick file, um, so if I've been there 20 years, it probably wouldn't be all my evaluations, but it might be the last 10 years worth. Would you, um, would you bring examples but, of problems and opportunities you want to do? Go absolutely. It? Yes. Not, not because we necessarily need to solve them now, but so that we can, I can get some feedback about how he, does he or she feel about their ability to provide value in those things. And, and then also, 
discuss how the relationship might have might have helped in those situations and also talk about is that something that appeals to you are there things that i'm not asking about that you would like to be able to offer maybe i don't know a lot about you and there's an area of your background that would be very powerful and uh, you know a classic example is an executive who says look um you may not know this because you're looking at me as a VP who's been very successful, but in fact, a big part of my success is I'm very involved in the community and many people know me and, and therefore I've met many senior people in the organization and I'm you know, you didn't know to ask this, but I'm actually recommending that you join a national society, um, and become involved in local charity work, not only because that's part of who you should be as an executive of our company at some day, someday, but also because it will improve your skills enormously having to work with volunteers and people who don't report to you. How about, um, how about a, like a list of things you'll want from the session or even going as far as an agenda? Would that, would that be okay or would that be a little too much? It would impress the hell out of me, Mike. I want an agenda. I want, you know, the, the, the two-hour meeting that I came up with an hour before lunch and then the, the lunch hour, a couple of my mentors said, wow, this is great. I said, look, I... Uh, it, my life is already hard. I can only imagine what yours is like. Um, the one thing I love is people who respect my time. So in the first hour, you say, look, uh, you know, in the first five minutes, we're going to talk about the agenda. And then the next 15 minutes, we're going to talk about, let's be clear about operational logistics and make sure we have email addresses and all those kind of things squared away. Let's talk about time that's sacred. Then we're going to spend time talking about my background. I'll brief you on my background. I'd like to hear a little bit more about yours. And then we go to lunch. Um, I'd love to tell you more about my family. I'd like to learn about your family. And if you've got any words of wisdom to start me out or any, any criteria that you want to put on the relationship, I want to hear those. So formalizing it is not, is not a negative. And no. Oh, no. It's a huge positive. In fact, not formalizing it can, can be the kiss of death. Absolutely. Because they're going to say, gee, is this going to, we're going to run amok here or is it going to be kind of loose? And if that's the case, then I'm not, you know, I don't want this person calling me their mentor if I don't think of them as somebody I'm mentoring. Right. And that means structure on both sides of the fence. Yeah. And that's, you know, to some of our earlier points, that's what the mentor is worried about. They're worried about the time commitments. They're worried about it yep. being less formal, wor worried about it going off and never, never land and, and you know, essentially wasting their time. Um, right. So, Great. All right, um, you're going to get feedback. Better be ready <laughs> for it, right? Yeah. Um, if you don't need any feedback, you don't need a mentor. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if you get a mentor, expect to be told what you're doing wrong at times. And, and, and look, folks, it may not come in the feedback model. Don't try to teach your executive. Don't try to teach your mentor <laughs> the feedback model. Just yeah. take whatever they give you. Yeah. Um, don't defend. Don't explain. I'm still amazed by this, Mike. The number of people who say, well, let me tell you why I did what I did. No. No. <laughs> I don't. No. I think you know. I saw what you did. It turned out wrong. Uh, you're not dumb. I know you did everything for the best of intentions. In fact, every single human being always does something that makes sense to them. That's, what, that's how we behave. The problem is, is that... The best laid plans of mice and men often go awry, and so um, we don't defend, we don't explain, we listen, we write notes, we say thank you, and we make effort to change. That's what a professional does with mentor feedback. We listen, we write notes, we thank, and we change. Well, if you if you have if you want to if you have a relationship with a mentor and you want to end it quickly, don't take feedback. That you know, yeah, classic. Um, and look, um, if if you don't trust your mentor to have your best interests at heart if you're not willing to become quite open with them about a bad boss or challenges you have at home or um, challenges being a father or a mother or whatever if they're always trying to figure out things about you if you play your cards close to your vest 
then you're just giving them another subordinate. And I, I, I would have no desire for that. You've got to lay some cards on the table that you wouldn't necessarily lay on the table with your boss. If there's not openness, then they're going to be very guarded about feedback because they're going to be thinking, you're going to use the feedback, and then when it doesn't work, you're going to tell them, well, I should have told you this, but you didn't know this because I generally don't share this. But because of this, I used your feedback and it didn't work. And, and the, the mentor says, well, gee, I guess if you'd have told me that, I wouldn't have given you that feedback. And now I feel like an idiot. Gee, thanks. How long is this relationship going to last? Are you making me feel like an idiot? Yeah. So... Now, now how, about the, how about the opposite, where there are, there are absolutely some mentors out there who don't like giving feedback? Yeah, they just want to chat. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I, I'd insist on feedback. If they wouldn't give it to me, I'd say, look, you know, I, this is great. It's a lot of fun. I, I just think this is not a mentoring relationship. And, and uh, I'd love to have lunch with you every once in a while and just chat and catch up. And, and, uh, but really what I want from a mentor is guidance and feedback. Yeah. I'd insist or I'd be gone. You know, I'd, I'd say, no, that's not going to work for me. Yeah, that's, and, that's, and they'll be happy. Look, they'll be thrilled. They'll be like, "Wow, this guy, this guy, this young lady, she, she's sharp." Maybe I do want to mentor them after all. I'd be willing to give them feedback if I can work with somebody who's willing to stand up and say, "No, what I'm looking for is feedback and guidance." And if you're not willing to give that, that's totally fine. I totally respect that. You got a billion things on your plate, and you don't need one more that's not going to be aligned with what you want to do. But but that doesn't work for me, so let's not do it. Right. Good. It's, it's, uh, I think some people listening might go, my gosh, he would say that? Well, I have. Uh, and it was appreciated. I, I wish they'd have become my mentor, but that's not what they wanted. And God bless them. You know, they don't have to live their life revolved around me, that's for sure. Yeah, and anybody who's listened to us for any length of time uh, wouldn't question your, your ability to be frank. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or you've participated on discussion boards. Um, good. Okay, so now you're... you're yeah, obviously this is you know a lot of what we're talking about here is trying to make this as easy and as enjoyable if you will for your mentor and this it's it's yes. hard work being a mentor is hard work don't fool yourself and when people put hard work into anything let alone a relationship this important they you know appreciation is in uh, is in order i think yes um handwritten thank you notes are the gold platinum i don't know <laughs> whatever um the highest gemstone form of, of uh, um, standard, if you will, of, of thank you. And um, if you're not willing to write handwritten thank you notes, there's no reason to ask somebody to be your mentor. Each meeting you have, any out-of-the-ordinary insight or, or extra effort that they make in terms of a, a presentation they review or, or you rehearse in front of them, that's a very powerful thing for a mentor to do. If it's, I mean, if we're talking about presenting to fairly senior people in the organization, having a mentor sit in and say, this is what executives expect and this is what you're not doing or doing or whatever. That, those thank you notes, handwritten thank you notes are required. A dinner for she and her husband, who's you know your mentor and her husband, a dinner out for them, for the two of them, is normal. If you're not willing to do those kind of things, rethink what you're, how much you're willing to ask from them because they would like to be not compensated, but, but, but reimbursed for the investment they're making in your future. Um, it's essentially a reimbursement for their co the cost of their time. Um, for you, it's an investment in your future. For them, it's a cost. Um, they might th see it as an investment in the future, but it it's very helpful if you want that investment again to write a thank you note and to handwrite it. Email does not do it, please. 
no more email thank you notes passed off as well this is I, I don't have time to handwritten or it'll take a few days to get there the whole point of it taking a few days the beauty of that is they get reminded a couple of days later after the meeting has already happened and they get a very nice handwritten note that says thank you I really appreciate this I know you took a lot of time it can say almost the same thing every time but it's powerful every single time yeah there's nothing like a hand, uh, hand and, and I have a story I, I want to end with a story Mike um, I have been uh, asked to mentor many people and um, I have a filter process that I take them through to see whether or not uh, the mentoring relationship is going to stay and and in one particular case I had somebody that I was mentoring and uh, they were really benefiting from it and they appreciated it and I enjoyed getting to know them better um, I felt I was doing them a good service and um, during a particularly busy period of my life um, they were trying to get on my calendar, and unfortunately, I said, no, I, I'm sorry, I can't. And as it turned out, they lived, or their, their, their offices were fairly near the airport. And so I was, you know, what we had done usually is I, as I was flying in or out, uh, they were able to meet me for lunch uh, or breakfast. And as it turned out, over a period of about two months, we just, we, we couldn't make it happen. And um, finally, this particular person asked me, look, how about you come down um uh, uh, next Thursday, uh, c come into town next Thursday, you know, I'll buy you lunch and we'll get out. I said, you know, I'm really sorry. I'll have just gotten back into town the day before. I'd like to spend some time with my family, so on. And so I said, I'm sorry, I can't do that. I said, I said, but if you do, but he, and he was suggesting he wanted to meet that particular day. It was a good day for him. Essentially, he was busy the rest of the time. And I said, but on the other hand, you could come to me. Why don't you come out here? Um, come out to my office and I'll have lunch catered in for us. I'll buy lunch and you, we can spend quality time together. And his response was, I don't have time to do that. Uh, oh, you know, you've got to be it, kidding me. It, it'll be an hour and a half out there. Um, and, and then we'll have to have an hour together. And then there'll be an hour and a half back. And that's, that's four hours. And I just can't, I just can't commit to that. Um, I'm sure everybody and every one of our listeners is going, you've got to be joking. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. And, and uh, he and I haven't spoken since. Uh, I'm not going to make any special effort. I, I, I absolutely. I mean, you know, I'm a big boy. I, I didn't. I wasn't. I wasn't embarrassed. I wasn't disappointed. I just. I absolutely felt like I'd been slapped in the face. That I mean, I had probably had lunch with this person ten times, all near him, um, and I asked him one time to come to be near me, and he said, "No, I can't. I can't commit to that." So, gee, I, I, you know, it's. I've committed over and over and over and over again. Um, and and a brilliant guy, going to be very successful, clearly doesn't need me. Um, but it was a powerful lesson about uh, appreciation and the give and take of mentoring relationships and what to say and what not to say. <laughs> wow. and, and, and because I don't want to end on a bad note, let me also say this. Um, I've benefited enormously from believe it or not, the mentoring that I've done, not the mentors, but the mentoring that I've done, the people I've seen, the lessons I've learned, the, the opportunities to help someone avoid a huge mistake. And, and, you know, gosh, I've made some big whopping mistakes in my life. And, and, um, uh, hopefully everybody does. That's, that's a powerful part of learning, but to help somebody who's good, avoid one that's imminently avoidable is a, is a wonderful experience to have. And you, I, I certainly feel like I'm making the world, even if it's just the professional world, a better place. Um, so remember, uh, we'll go over the list again here in just a second, but remember, if you don't ask somebody to be your mentor, you're denying somebody who may very well get a great deal out of it. And of course you'll get nothing out of it if you don't ask. Yeah. So, good point. Top points again. Let's be clear about who do we ask. We want somebody who admire who will help us with our goals. 
We know it should last no longer than three years, or you could renegotiate at that point. You need to make the ask. It needs to be formal. You can email in advance requesting time and letting them know what you want, but you've got to formally make the ask. Would you please? Um, you've got to run it. And we're talking about regularly scheduled quarterly meetings along with email and voicemail and phone conversations throughout the year. Um, that first meeting is critical. It's worth scripting it and having an agenda and, and separating it into operational and personal issues. Um, and, and of course, be ready for feedback. You've got to be open to feedback and you've got to seek it and you've got to say thank you and you've got to, you've got to implement it so they can say, I'm really making a difference rather than them just telling you some things that then you ignore. You do those things, the mentor will appreciate the time, um, they'll appreciate your professionalism, and you'll get a great deal out of it, and we'll want to do it again. Good. Excellent. Well, I know there's a lot of our listeners probably who are involved in these kind of relationships. I'd love to see some kind of um, discussions on the discussion forums about how, how people are approaching uh, mentoring and um, sharing some of those experiences, because it can be one of the more, most important business relationships uh, you have in your career if you if you find a good one all right my friend thank you sir we'll see you bye well that's it thanks for joining us again this week and as always we hope you found it useful also should you be interested remember to check in the next day or so for our future cast until then have a great one and so on folks